With the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Frustration Nation selects... Welcome to Frustration Nation, the FN podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. On this podcast, we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimistic host and Detroit fan, Shane Westwood, and I'm here with my miserable co-host and Chicago fan, Kyle George. Kyle, what do we got going this week? This week, we reflect back on the draft in full. Can we both actually be optimistic? We discuss crazy GMs, wild player moments, stupid fans, and bring back some fan favorite segments. Well, at least according to us, since, you know, we don't have that many fans. Oh, Kyle, always so negative. Well, this is Frustration Nation after all. <laughs> True. All right, it's time for this week's Vent Sesh. Use your aggressive feelings, boy. Let the heat flow through you. Shane, what what you feeling? What you mad about? Yeah, so speaking of frustration, Nation, um, this is going to be a little, I guess, heavier of an event than I have done in the past. This is maybe a little more real frustration. Um, So I've seen this a lot on social media just in the past, and it's come up again this week, so I'm addressing it. I'm sick of people complaining about how much money professional athletes make. Yeah, I know. Firefighters, police officers, they're underpaid and it would be great if they made more money. But where do you want that money to come from? Oh, you mean you don't understand basic economics? Well, let me break it down for you then, you muppet. Only the top athletes in the world get these crazy contracts that you're complaining about on Facebook, Karen. There are thousands of other athletes living paycheck to paycheck because they can't stay on a roster and the sports world is cutthroat. No, uh, LeBron. Me, can I can I speak to your manager, speak, please? Not right now, Karen. Shut up. <laughs> no, LeBron, Brady, and other multimillionaires aren't, quote unquote, just playing a game. They're the faces of billion dollar companies that employ thousands of people across the country. Does Billy in Utah know your mailman, Allen? No, and he doesn't give a crap. Does he beg his parents to buy him Nurse Christie's jersey for Christmas? No, because that's how supply and demand works. So stop complaining that these elite athletes make lots of money. They're only getting a piece of the revenue that they created. If they weren't worth that much, then believe me, their company wouldn't be paying it. Every time you tune in to watch sports, you're contributing to this business. So stop complaining about it and go watch kids bag groceries if that's really just as important to you. Oh, that's not as interesting and appealing to a national audience as watching Zion Williamson throw down 360 dunks? That's what I thought. Athletes deserve every penny they make because they created that money on the free market. If you don't like it, don't watch. Wow. Attacking uh, attacking the salaries of our public service workers during this time when we really need them. How classy of you. <laughs> I wanted a bold rant today. I'm feeling it. 
right, well, here's what I'm here's what I'm mad about. Uh, it's it's two words and one big problem: stupid people. I'm I'm so sick of seeing these absolute imbeciles walking around stores with masks only covering their mouths or no masks at all. I was just at Aldi today. Try yes, Aldi. I know it's because we're nobody's contributed on Patreon yet. I can't go to Whole Foods at this point. So I was at Aldi, and this girl who's doing the checkout, she's a worker there, not wearing her mask. Not wearing gloves. Like, <laughs> come on. First of all, you're the worker. Like, set the example for your customers. Um, but then, so that's people not wearing masks. Then you have people who are trying to wear a mask, but they only wear it over their mouth. I don't know why. Like, I mean, think about your your nose. You breathe through your nose. So you're breathing in the same germs that you would through your mouth. And I don't know. People are just stupid. Really, the biggest problem with this entire virus is the cliche, you can't fix stupid. The more stupidity there is, the longer this thing is going to last. The other example was this walking path by our house that was really nice, that everyone enjoyed and just had a good time. Um, They shut it down because there were way too many people going around it, being stupid and not social distancing and running into people. I would have old people walking straight at me and wouldn't move. It's like, first of all... I'm bigger than you. Second of all, I'm pushing a stroller. Third of all, you are of the high-risk population of this country, so you should be moving over because I'm as far over as I can be. Um, and then you have people just, even though they closed down the lake, though the walking path around it, they there's this like just this little orange construction gate. And you just have people going right around it. I don't know. This whole thing is stupid. People need to follow. I'm sick of not being able to go places with my family. I'm sick of not having sports to watch. I'm just sick of it. And people need to abide by the rules. It's not hard. That's what she said. Mm. Both had a couple good back-to-back rants. I'm proud of us. All right. So now we're going to transition to our main topic on this episode, which is kind of a review of the draft in total. So if you listen to our live reaction, the three-part podcast, um, you see our live reaction to most of the first round. Uh, But honestly, if you look at our two teams, the Bears and Lions, most of the action happened after that first day. So we figured rather than just kind of briefly mentioning it, we wanted to spend an episode talking about those picks, what our thoughts were. So Kyle, I'll start with the Lions and just kind of talk about uh, just my thoughts in general on the rest of the picks. For once, the Lions may actually be first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll remember this. Um, <laughs> so to start this off, if you remember my live draft reaction, I named Bob Quinn and the Lions the FN Idiot of the Week. I would like to formally apologize to Bob Quinn and the Lions organization. Bob Quinn, we know you're listening. Yes. Um, I hope you got my letter, Bobby. Um <laughs> formally apologizing because I was wrong. I didn't give you a chance. I still have the same views on our first round pick. I don't like taking a corner that high at number three overall, but I'll run through these picks, but I do think you kind of bounce back and recover and have overall a very solid draft that I'm happy with. Um, So again, first round, I won't 
talk too much on that because I talked about it a lot the past few episodes. Jeff Okuda, really like him as a player. More and more, I like him as a player as I think about it. Nice. But again, I'm still just hung up on I don't like the value you get on a cor- for a corner at number three. Um, Can I cut in real quick, actually? Because yeah. in, in doing some of the uh, more in-depth research for the Bears picks that I'll get to later, um, mm-hmm. something that I heard a few people point out was just that cornerbacks are a premium position and um you that they said that was evidenced by the amount of cornerbacks that were taken in the first round alone but the whole the draft in total so Mm. um when you look at it in that way and to think that there were that many cornerbacks taken that many teams that needed cornerbacks and you were the team that got the best one i mean that's that's a pretty good way to look at it. Yeah, and I guess my concern was more with looking at NFL draft history in general. Is I don't like a corner at three just based on what corners, the value you normally get from corners, and how few of them are that successful to be to deserve that high a pick. Uh-huh. But if you're looking maybe like you said at this year specifically, the value might be higher on a corner at three than it would be in other years. And I don't know. I'm just just a thought. Maybe try. Maybe it's I'm in a better mood and able to accept it more because of the later <laughs> picks. But I, I guess I don't hate it as much as I did. And a lot of it is because of the second pick. So let me say that um, second round, third pick of the second round. So 35th overall, we draft running back DeAndre Swift from Georgia. I thought that was a really good pick. I really liked that pick, and it's because it was the opposite of what you did in the first round. First round, you draft safe, you draft according to a need, and you draft somebody who probably could have been taken later than that pick, whether you could trade back or not. I won't get into that. But in this second round, you draft a player who is a first-round talent, probably shouldn't have still been available at that point, and you're not drafting based on need necessarily. You're drafting on best player available, which in general, when you're looking at those first few picks, I think should be your philosophy in the draft. Yeah. You also do still have some need there because Carryon Johnson, who I really like, he does have injury history. And we knew that when we drafted him, but we've seen that a lot the past few years. And so since we, he's a Lions player, he'll probably retire early. Right. <laughs> Any year now. Um, <laughs> but also looking at the best teams, they run multiple running backs. You look at like San Francisco and Kansas City this past year or the Patriots. The Niners are like the obvious example, but... In general, you see teams with good running games have multiple running backs, and you can't really afford in today's NFL to run one running back into the ground. Um, And on that note, DeAndre Swift, a lot of people wanted to take maybe like Jonathan Taylor or somebody else ahead of him. I think he's the best player in the draft. A lot of it's because of his ability to catch out of the backfield, but also... Best overall player? Best running back. Oh, okay. Um, And... The other thing, though, is like Jonathan Taylor, if you look at his career at Wisconsin, they ran him into the ground. And I, with running backs more than anything else, I think you have to look at almost like how much tread you have left on the tires. Swift shared carries his whole career at Georgia. And I feel like he has a lot more left to offer maybe than a running back who's been a workhorse all through college. So really liked that pick. I thought you got the best player available at that pick, which counterbalances the need you met in round one third round third pick so 67th overall we get julian aquara from notre dame so if you have any thoughts yeah i really liked aquara um Mm -hmm. if you listeners if you listen to our ncaa 
fandom episode, um, I shared that I'm still a fairly new Notre Dame fan. Uh, have only been really following religiously for two years now, uh, but mm-hmm. I st- so I don't I don't necessarily have the most to say in analysis wise about Akora, but I really liked him. I thought he was super effective for Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and um, I remember watching him thinking he's going to definitely get picked in this draft. I didn't know where because obviously it's hard to know what the draft class would look like. Uh, at the end of the season, um, but I I'm gl- I'm happy that he got picked um, by someone. So he'll be a great person to uh, break Nick Foles' collarbone for us uh, this coming season. <laughs> Don't be so negative, but yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's um, I really like that pick. And again, I don't know Aquara as much, just not being a fan in college. But I he seems like the kind of player because he was hurt last year. Um, he broke his leg, right, or his arm. Yeah, I do um, remember. I do recall him being out for yeah a good amount of time. And he feels like the kind of player if he would have played that whole season and maybe had a few signature moments in big games, he seems like he could be a first round talent, um, or at least a high upside pick for a third rounder. So I'm really happy with that pick. He joins his brother Romeo Aquara as another defensive lineman. Um, so I had this kind of a cool moment seeing the him react to his brother uh, joining his team. So really happy with that pick, too, honestly. We needed pass rushers. He has high upside. Kind of feels like he's um, underrated a little bit. And to get him in the third round, I'm very happy with. I mean, look at it this way, too. I mean, you're in the top. Um, that that's He's the 67th pick. Mm-hmm. And there's 32 teams. So if if everybody had all of their normal drafts like there weren't trades or compensatory picks or whatever mm-hmm. every team would have picked twice and that'd be it so he would be at the like very upper echelon of third picks mm-hmm. which i mean i would think is de- at least decent yeah and i mean yeah he's third pick in the third round so i mean i don't know not... why i'm trying to make you feel so good but no I, you don't even need to i already feel great yeah <laughs> okay I'm, good i'm feeling good um, Shane's positive this week. I am, at least this week. Um, <laughs> so then I'll kind of go through these ones faster. Later in the third round, 11th pick, 75th overall, we actually traded up from the Colts. We moved from 85 overall to 75 overall. Um, I won't go through the details. We give them another pick. They give us, or we give them two other picks. They give us one, but we move up 10 spots and we get guard Jonah Jackson from Ohio State. And then the next pick, which he actually, he played for Rutgers. OH. No. he was dominant at Rutgers transferred to Ohio State and when he was surrounded by other good offensive linemen he just looked like a machine so we don't have as much tape on him I guess because he only played for Ohio State a single season but really like his potential and then we follow that up with another guard in the fourth round 15th pick of the fourth round and guard Logan Stenberg I think he's from Kentucky maybe I don't know much about him at all but you're I guess with that especially the later you get into the draft. I don't look so much at the name. I look more at position. And I, I like that you pick back-to-back guards. It's a position yeah. of need. You just drafted another running back. And you really – I'll kind of talk about this more later, but you really need one of these guys to hit and start next year. Um, and I'll never be mad at you taking guys in the trenches on offense or defense. So we take back-to-back guards. Fifth round, we take wide receiver Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin – that's the one where a lot of like, outside analysts have said that's the, the weakest pick we made. 
which if that's the weakest pick we made and it's a fifth rounder, I mean, again, not too upset with that. Right. I do remember him a lot with him playing at Wisconsin just as a, a rival team in the Big Ten. Um, not much speed. He had a very, very bad combine speed. But, it, I mean, he's worked out since then and clocked better times. So I don't know how much of a concern that is. Again, maybe not much speed, but he's a good route runner, very good after the catch. Comparisons to Anquan Bolden, um, mm. who was a former Lion, but also, yeah, more really? notably, yeah, for a couple seasons. I um, did not know that. I remember him as a Cardinal mm-hmm. primarily. But and then yeah. Raven, I think, right? Yeah, that sounds right. And then, um, but he played kind of as a veteran. I think we might have been his last stop, and then he went and retired as a Cardinal or something, but. I mean, um, if you end up with Anquan Bolden, then that's yeah, a, and again, it's pick. it's easy to make those comparisons and say we got he's Anquan Bolden 2.0, and it's not that easy. But maybe mm-hmm. that in that similar mold of not a dominant athlete, but a smart route runner, um, kind of somebody. And what Anquan Bolden became is a good red zone target who Stafford relied on to just not make a crazy athletic catch, but just run a good route and be there for a catch in the end zone, like a 10 yard route. Yeah, so comps are easy to make. Like every quarterback that is drafted in the sixth round, everyone's like, "Oh, it's the next Tom Brady." Yeah, right. (laughs) So, a um, quick note on Quintez Cephas: I, when he was drafted, I was talking with a family member, and I was like, "This guy, if you changed the way you pronounced his name, he would sound like a Roman centurion." So, like Mm. Quintessifus. Quintessifus. Yeah, like that's what, <laughs> thank you. Nice. Give to um, Caesar what is Caesar's. And to Quintefficus. What is Quintefficus? Quintessifus. Quintessifus. <laughs> my, my fault. Forgetting the made-up name. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. Just an interesting pick there. And then after that, running back Jason Huntley. I don't know anything about him. His highlights I watched were real cool, I guess. Um, he's probably our special teams returner. Um which is another need. So, I mean, whatever. He's fast. Put him on special teams. And then back-to-back picks after that in the sixth and seventh rounds were defensive tackles. Um, Again, like the guards you took back-to-back, I don't know these players that well, but I'm fine with you taking that position back-to-back. And we probably need one of those guys to hit and at least be a rotational player. Aren't you going to get the jersey of one of them? I might. I was thinking about if I want to try to pronounce his name because I haven't looked up yet how to say it. My guess is he... My guess is he it's like Penasini. That's my guess. Penasini. That would well, be my it's, guess. It's spelled P E N I S I N I. John Penis. Penasini. <laughs> so that may be a jersey I have to get. That comment does not bode well to try to get him on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually sent a tweet to him like I after know. he <laughs> I said, saw you to did the that. Lions. I, I really I, wanted him to like like it or comment back just so dude, I could say that on this show. Dude, I saw you did that, and then I DM'd him. And did I you really? Invi- and I invited him onto the show. <laughs> yes. That'd be a, an amazing first interview. I, well, I invited Cole Komet, too, but he hasn't responded. Ah, oh. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then undrafted free agents, a punter, which is good because Sam Martin, who I really liked, was signed by Denver which I still don't understand why that happened. But we lost our punter, so that's a possible replacement from Auburn. Hunter Bryant actually is the one name that did stand out. He's a tight end from Washington, and I couldn't believe he wasn't drafted. It looks like he'll hmm. have a really good chance to make the 53-man roster. I wow. mean, I, I didn't think he was, like, one of the best tight ends in the class. Like, obviously, like the Bears, they drafted Komet, and he's way better, obviously. But I kind of thought that 
Hunter Bryant. I mean, that's a name I knew, and I kind of thought he might be like a fifth round, sixth round kind of guy. So the mm-hmm. fact that he went undrafted, I mean, yeah, so more talent at tight end, it's fine with me. Um, drafted a safety, some other random pickups like fullback and long snapper, which classic. I'm just thankful you didn't waste a draft pick on any of those positions. So, yeah, go get free agents afterwards. Um, So, yeah, I mean, overall, though, I'm just very surprised and happy with how the draft went. We still have $30 in cap space now, which who knows what we'll do with that. Probably shore up Kenny Galladay's contract, give him an extension. But Cam is still out there. Can you imagine? Uh, um, So, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with what you did. He'd probably just retire. Well, actually, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a common theme. Actually, when, with Rob Gronkowski going to Tampa, I forgot about this, but I looked it up. The Lions actually agreed on a trade for Gronkowski. They agreed to terms with the Patriots, and he threatened to retire <laughs> if he was traded to the Lions. Because uh, he only, I mean, with that, I think it's more so he just that's wanted amazing. to play with Brady. Yeah. Uh, so, he, But it's funny because that's a pretty common strategy, it seems like, with the Lions. We discussed earlier on our, I think it was our COVID episode about, um during the weekly event sesh just about players like there was that one player who um retired and then unretired to sign as a free agent elsewhere yep um because detroit the people just want out of detroit so it'll be interesting really looking at all these people you did draft especially the you know top four Mm -hmm. picks that would most likely for sure be starters and see how many of them are still in detroit you know, even in one year, let alone two or three. Which that's been crazy. Like looking back at former Lions drafts. I mean, I'm sure this happens with all teams, but I think it is more with the Lions. You'll look at a draft and like you out of the seven picks you had or whatever, or six or seven, you've got one guy still on the roster. And it's like t- from two years ago. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's I know a lot of that is just attrition because they're younger guys. Um, based on contracts, they're probably not all leaving by that point. Um like willingly leaving but i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see um that's kind of the thanks for bringing down my optimism a little bit yeah you're uh, welcome <laughs> yeah these guys are all great but they're gonna be gone but um i, I need to remind you what podcast you work for that's true <laughs> <laughs> i can't stray off too far into optimism right <laughs> um but no overall again very happy I'll never be mad at using draft picks on o-line and d-line both were terrible sure. last year you need so much depth there yeah, and our pass rush was just non-existent last year. So frustrating to watch. If I have to watch Rodgers stand in the pocket for 10 seconds without even moving his feet again, I'm going to freak out. So, um, Well, you may not have to watch Rodgers for much longer, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's good. Yeah, my good mood's back. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also didn't draft a quarterback, obviously, and we saw what happened when Stafford was hurt last year, how well we were doing, and then what happened after. So one of those guards, if they can start um, – just more competition on both of those sides of the trenches help yep. you a lot helps you a lot um so that's yeah nothing else on the lions um, cool. i kind of went longer than i thought i would but um yeah so very happy so kyle what are your thoughts on the bears and the bears draft yeah um i'm just super excited about cole Komet. um mm-hmm. i at the beginning of the draft really wanted either cole Komet or chase claypool who are both notre dame receivers Cole Komet being a tight end um and listeners I know this is a podcast and you can't see me but I'm actually wearing my Notre Dame football shirt and my Bears hats to kind of symbolize the beautiful marriage of Notre Dame player and Bears 
coming together. Bears, mm. it makes me, uh, it just makes me happy. I I haven't had a Bears a Bears player that was a Notre Dame player uh, since I've been a Notre Dame fan. So mm. I'm looking forward to continuing to watch him, but this time in the uniform of a team I cheer for. So cool. I was super excited about that. Um, and uh, furthermore, he I found out he lives near me, which is really exciting. Um, nice. So, yeah, I don't know. Just a, a local guy playing for the Bears – um, playing for Notre Dame, which is usually adopted as a Chicago team, uh, it's just it's just cool to see that, and I really hope that it works out well for him. There's a lot of debate, frankly, about him. Um, I feel like Twitter is very split between people that think that Cole Komet was a bad pick and people that think it was a good pick. Yeah, it's a polarizing um, one for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people that had multiple. Um, not just one, but like two, three, maybe even four tight ends above Cole Komet, which is wow. crazy to me. And some of them, the, my problem with some of them, like there was this one guy named Adam Troutman. He mm-hmm. played at Dayton. Bryson Hopkins was one that was rated very high. He played at Purdue. And I guess all I have to say is in comparison to Notre Dame, those are lesser programs. And Notre Dame has put out a lot of you know, fairly successful tight ends under the Brian Kelly era. So mm-hmm. I would personally have more faith in Cole Komet because he's a Notre Dame product. Um, so I lean more on the side that he is a good, um, that he is a good option. He is a good pick and that it was not a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to some analysis, and I believe it was Brad Biggs, who's a writer for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, he's a Bears expert. Uh, he he literally said in his comments, he said that Cole Komet looks kind of like the combo, or like somewhere in between um, Zach Ertz and uh, Travis Kelsey, which, I mean... Yeah, okay, I'll mm. take that. Like yeah. those are easily the two best tight ends in the league right now. Um so yeah, I mean if if he turned out to be that, that'd be like best case scenario. Mm. Um now I think he partially said that just because the Chicago system with Matt Nagy as the coach is designed to be very similar to the systems in Kansas City and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And those systems, the like cornerstone of all of it or the centerpiece is the tight end. Yeah. So Matt Nagy in two years with the Bears, the best tight end he's had is Trey Burton, who's undersized and also is injured frequently. So this year, I'm expecting a big jump in tight end production because hmm. you have Cole Komet uh, and he will be hopefully be a tight end for the foreseeable future. And then you have Jimmy Graham. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the Jimmy Graham signing. Um, really, I like the signing other than the contract the price, like the contract yeah. the contract was not good the price t- yeah the price tag was bad yep. but um jimmy graham in and of itself as an as an acquisition i think is a good move mm-hmm. and I, I mean if you think about jimmy graham from back in his days with the saints you would be very happy to have him be a mentor to cole Komet anyway so for him to kind of be the mentor role plus um my understanding is that jimmy graham is almost exclusively a catch a, a receiver tight end yeah. and Cole Komet is a little bit more of a blocking and receiving hybrid mm-hmm. um 
it would you kind of fill your two different tight end roles, which is helpful. But yep. also, he can be mentored by Jimmy Graham. So, anyway, I'm really excited about Cole Komet. I really want to get a Cole Komet jersey as soon as they're available. Um, I'm just super excited about that. So nice. Um, I need to move on because there's more picks to get into, even though the Bears had very few because of the Khalil Mack trade. Yeah. So by the way, listeners, Cole Komet was not picked until the second round. Um, because the Bears had no first-round picks. so yeah. Which that already, again, not to get too off track, is a win on my eyes. As a team who drafts lots of first-round tight ends, we drafted Eric Ebron 10th overall, Brandon Pettigrew 20th overall, both within the past decade. So That's true. And then we and- drafted TJ Hawkinson 8th overall. So like as a from my perspective, I think the risk isn't as high because you're not using a first-round pick on him. You know, that's fair. And you're not going to be as upset if he doesn't work out as if you had used a t- number 10 overall pick on him or something. That's a really good point. And yet at the same time, he was still the first tight end taken. Exactly. So you, yep. you had your pick, you got your guy, no matter what, mm-hmm. even though it was in the second round. So I, I really yep. do think it was a, a good pick. And that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. O- okay. Only seven picks after that, the bears had um, a second rounder from Oakland, uh, and they drafted Jalen Johnson, who's a cornerback out of Utah. Mm. Um, now, real quick story here: uh, we were we were at my in-laws uh, last week, um, and I had been joking with my brothers-in-law about the Bears drafting Jalen Hurts, and I was joking about it, but also honestly, because the Bears have such a dire need for quarterbacks, I was partially wanting the Bears to take Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I kept being like, dude, what if it's Jalen Hurts? What if it's Jalen Hurts? So we're sitting down watching the second round of the draft, and I turn to my brother-in-law when Roger Goodell comes up on the screen, and I said, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. And he goes, with the 50th pick of the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Jalen. And we were all like, what? (laughs) But it was Jalen Johnson, which – in hindsight, I'm very thankful for. It's, yeah, that's the better choice. I really <laughs> like Jalen Johnson. You know, even going into the draft, he seemed like if we didn't get Akuda in the first round, he was somebody I had my eye on. Pretty much everybody says he's a first-round talent. Um, yeah. And it's his injury history that dropped him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, oh, The Bears really didn't even think themselves that he'd be there at 43, which was their first pick, let alone 50, which was their the pick they chose him at. Um he brings a lot of upside because he faced um, primarily Pac-12 receivers, mm-hmm. and he was always paired up with their number ones. You get a CB1, at least in, in NCAA. Yeah. And he's extremely gifted in press coverages and man-to-man, so he should be really, really good as long as he can stay healthy. Um, but on the note of his health, um, it was pointed out to me that even though he's had two shoulder surgeries in the past co- two years – um, he was still ranked as a second-team All-American. So, basically, even though he was banged up and far under his athletic capabilities because of his injury, he still performed at a high level. So, hopefully, that can transfer over to the the Bears team well. Uh, at this point, Kyle Fuller is still your CB1 because you know he's, he's a pro bowler now and mm-hmm. he's had two successful seasons in a row. Um, but Jalen Johnson already will either be CB2 or, at at worst for him, CB3. Um, 
the only other cornerback on the Bears that could really take his spot would be Trey Roberson, who the Bears signed from the uh, Canadian Football League, and he had a, like a monster defensive season last year. So that's about it there. Um, looking at the rest of the picks the Bears had, uh, let's see. Um, so after the second round, when they had two picks and chose Komet and Johnson, they had no picks until the fifth round because <laughs> they traded everything yeah. away. Uh, so th- the next pick was in the fifth round, and it was Travis Gibson out of Tulsa. Um, I haven't seen anything. I-, I personally haven't watched any footage of him, but from the footage that I've that some of the people I've been listening to, the analysts, the footage they were seeing, they described him as having a nose for the quarterback, which is always what you want from a mm-hmm. defensive end. So at this point, he's mainly a depth guy. Maybe he'll see some time if there's some injuries. Um Maybe in the future, if he can develop, he can end up as one of your starters. Who You never know. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is that Ryan Pace always has success picking in the fourth and fifth rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He always excels there. And so I think, um, I think for that reason, there's some, th- there's some reason to have hope that this could be a really good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's out of Tulsa, which doesn't really see very good competition. Yeah, but these are the kind of picks at, at this point in the draft when you take those kind of flyers. And you can never have too many pass rushers, especially because yep. that's such a rotational position now. Yeah, that's always a good pick, I think. So then uh, Kendall Vildor was picked in the fifth round. He's a, he's another cornerback. At this point, the Bears have a lot of cornerbacks, so he'll probably just be a depth piece at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Darnell Mooney was a wide receiver. Now... And he was also picked in the fifth round. Now, I here's the thing about him. Um, he also went to a small school. I don't remember which one. I have to look it up. Um, but Pace did trade up for this pick. And usually he only trades up if he sees someone he really, really wants. Mm-hmm. So from what I've been hearing, Darnell Mooney is extremely fast. So he will definitely i would imagine he'll definitely at least make the roster this year mm-hmm. i would think probably as more of a special teams guy or maybe a punt returner kick returner even though we do have cordero patterson still yeah. um and the main reason that he would be special teams and not a slot receiver of any kind is because i've also been hearing that he has questionable hands and uh last time i checked hands are kind of important when catching the ball <laughs> <laughs> so a little, yeah yeah so um i don't know how much that can be coached because that's i mean that's mm-hmm. just eye hand coordination um at least from what i'm aware of but uh the the one comp that was encouraging was i heard some people c- comparing him to johnny knox which would be mm. i mean that'd be a great uh return johnny knox was also a fifth rounder yeah i knew uh, he was later in the draft yeah that's yeah yeah so darnell mooney um, I think there could be some upside there. Mm-hmm. Then the Bears draft, their last two picks were Arlington Hambright, who's an offensive lineman, and then Lachavia Simmons, an offensive tackle. And both of them are just some line depth, which we already established is helpful to have yep. uh, because injuries abound in those places. And then the Bears, this is <laughs> this is probably the most interesting news. The Bears mm-hmm. uh, had one notable undrafted free agent named Ladarius Mack. Now, if that last name sounds familiar, that's because Ladarius is Khalil Mack's little brother. 
and Ladarius mm-hmm. Mack also went to the University of Buffalo, which is where Khalil went. Now, just because they have a similar path in college and everything does not mean that Ladarius is Khalil, because if he was, he would have been picked in the first round like Khalil Mack was. Mm -hmm. But it's probably at least worth a look to say, hey, they're Mm -hmm. from the same bloodline, they're from the same family, maybe he has a hidden talent there that he's still working on, you know, bringing out. You never know. And with his brother being on the team... You don't know what his relationship is like with him. Like, if Ladarius and Khalil have a have the kind of relationship where they push each other, mm-hmm. in the worst case scenario, Ladarius Mack does nothing but push Khalil, right? Yeah. Like, that would be not like Khalil even needs that much more motivation, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody to to pick up an undrafted free agent, and if he's out there and there's familiarity with his his brother, then you go for it. Plus, you already didn't, yeah, like you said, maybe you have a bunch of guys who you don't think are going to amount to much, but one of them has the upside that, yeah, your brother is on the team. Like you said, you know their family situation. You know if you already have a solid player with the first guy, you know the second guy is probably going to have a similar, um, you're going to have less off-the-field concerns if you didn't with his brother maybe. There's some things like that where, um, yeah, it's all good signs. Even yep. if it doesn't amount to him being a starter at some point, it's, yeah, like you said, worth taking a look. So for me, mostly I was happy. I mean, you, the Bears did the most they could with the few picks they had. Yep. And mostly I was just happy about the Cole Komet pick. And then Jalen Johnson, from everything I've been hearing, is going to be a stud. So I'm really pumped to see him play. Um, I'm obviously very familiar with Cole Komet's play from watching Notre Dame games. And he really was a game changer he was huge in the game against georgia um he was like the only bright light in the game against michigan um i i just i'm excited to watch him in a bears uniform um i was also pleased because ryan pace for the most part except for a trade up to the fifth round he stayed put i was nervous that he was going to trade the farm for a first round pick of some sort mm-hmm. i just i had a bad feeling he was going to do that and so i'm really pleased that he did not He's been known to be aggressive with trades in the draft, and I'm glad he had the sense and the whereabouts to know he had little stock as there was, and so trading away more would not have helped his case. Yeah. And this also and it sets us up well for next year because we didn't trade any future picks. Exactly. Yep. Next year we have all our picks. Um, we have picks in our first round, and next year if he wants to trade, he, he'll have plenty of stock to do so, or if he wants to just take the picks as they are, he'll be able to do that so i was happy with that um yeah so let's talk about i I just want to hear what did you think overall of the the way they handled the virtual draft yeah so yeah not even relating to our teams just the format in general i really liked it um i really i loved the imperfections the weird moments the funny backgrounds the way it kind of gave the draft a human personality that it hasn't had since i've been watching football i Um, totally agree just a lot of unscripted the stuff that was scripted was funny um just i thought it was awesome i love seeing the families in their living rooms just so cool um yeah yeah for me i I've watched the first round of drafts before, but I'd never before have watched beyond the first round. And I did with this draft because Mm -hmm. seeing the players and coaches and GMs 
at their home or at their own personal office or whatever personal workspace they were at was so unique and different and cool and it really at least for the players especially kind of gives you an insight into where they're coming from Mm. um i mean if you watched close enough you can tell you could tell the difference in like financial situations socioeconomic situations between families and it's just interesting it's it was just really cool like you said it really made it human um before when i watched the nfl draft it always kind of felt like the oscars to me where you have all these people dressed up really fancy in all their suits and you know you're putting on a show yeah it's all very formal and i really liked the informal aspect of this Mm -hmm. yep completely agreed i really liked it um i mean obviously you're going to kind of go back to at least some semblance of what the draft used to look like i would assume starting next year but it's cool to see that the league was able to pull this off honestly better than i thought they would and there was a lot of really cool aspects that i hope still make some kind of appearance you know some um which is the appeal of sports now with technology that's a lot of the appeal is that players are more accessible than ever on social media and things like that so being able to see that in the draft too is i've really enjoyed it Roger Goodell has already been dropping some subtle hints that they're going to continue an aspect of this in the future. And I think what uh, a lot of people have been suggesting, they'll probably do the first round yeah. as they used to, where it's nice and formal. And then the, starting with like the second and third round, they'll start to do them like they did this year with everybody at home and doing mm-hmm. all that. And it was That'd just, be yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be really cool to kind of do a blend of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. Um so what are your thoughts or kind of what were your favorite moments or coach, GM, player, home reactions, backgrounds? Uh, so we liked in general having that, but what were some that stood out to you? Um, I loved, uh, first of all, Matt Nagy of the Bears head coach, his draft room. <laughs> it, it was so, uh, so they yeah. had it like on a split screen. So it was really small. You couldn't tell what it was at first, but they showed his room and I was like, what the heck is on his walls? He's either a serial killer or he's hunting one. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was a strange artwork or strange wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, or like <clears throat> some complex graph or something that he was putting together. Um, but it turned uh, out, I'm guessing this was at his office in Hallis Hall, but it was all of his game cards. He has those game cards with all his play calls on them that say BU and everything. Yeah. And he had them all like... I don't know if they were framed or just like poster, like sticky tacked up on the wall, but yeah. <laughs> it was so strange. It looked like the kind of thing you'd have like twine connecting different things. Like he's trying to exactly. solve a mystery. Like he went full true detective in his <laughs> draft prep. It was hilarious. It, it definitely <laughs> looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Um, the other thing was Bill Belichick with his dog. He's in his, yes. um, he's in his weird house, which we'll talk more about later maybe, but his dog sits in the in his chair, and Bill Belichick's, Belichick's just gone for like yeah. long stretches of time, and he the dog's just the chilling there. It's like, <laughs> is your dog scouting future picks? Like, is he gonna trade up? You know, just hilarious because obviously you're not gonna see that in the standard format. So right, no, I loved. I loved yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the other thing? I was th- oh, um. I also a couple other points I thought of. Um, Mike v- Mike Vrabel's draft room was hilarious. He had like a bunch of I don't know if they were family members or friends or who, but they had people like dressed up. So there's this one guy who's white wearing 
a Frozone costume from the movie The Incredibles. Yeah. And that was hilarious. Because he's also he's also wearing like shorts over the Frozone costume. <laughs> it just looks so stupid, but it's awesome. And there were other costumes there, I don't remember, but that was the one that stuck out. I'm looking at uh, that right now because I actually hadn't seen that. That's funny. He's got a huge <laughs> Titans flag in the background. Yep. It was great. Is this is there a guy on the toilet in the background? Have you seen this? Yes, I have. Is that real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's amazing. But I think but I think he I think Vrabel clarified that they weren't actively using the bathroom. Oh, he just he did it as it. a gag, yeah. That's funny. That's great. Like, see, that's the kind of stuff you're never going to get on a normal draft. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. Some other things with, like, crazy girlfriends or just stuff that was hilarious was C.D. Lamb, when it showed him, his girlfriend was sitting next to him. He had his phone on the couch, and she picks up his phone and starts to go through it. And I don't care if you never see any uh, workouts or any combine footage from C.D. Lamb, but his hand-eye coordination, snatching that phone out of her hands, is all you need to see as <laughs> – far as his athleticism he reaches over and just grabs out of her hand and glares at her she can just look super embarrassed That's and hilarious. super awkward situation overall but just the fact that even he, in the middle of him being drafted he doesn't want her going through his phone uh hilarious and then um she chose she chose that night to see if he's been cheating on her yeah right well now that he's worth a lot of money yeah <laughs> um and then Isaiah Wilson, his girlfriend, when he, I forget when he was drafted, but his girlfriend was like leaning up against him with the camera on him. So when the camera cut to him, his mom reaches over and she doesn't kind of nudge her and try to move her over. She picks her up and manhandles her. <laughs> I did like, not see this. Picks her up like a linebacker and just drags her off the couch. Is she um, available to be drafted? Right. Yeah. Is this like a package deal? Is she going <laughs> to the team too? But um, so just another reaction where. The mom wanted her out of the shot, and it was oh, I love yeah, that hilarious. Um, so yeah, just it's those moments where unscripted, um, bizarre things yep. happening in the background that made the draft so entertaining. The last one for me that stuck out uh, is actually become a meme that's been kind of floating around. But it was Matt Lafleur, who's the Packers yep. coach, and um, <laughs> the Packers made overall some questionable picks in many people's eyes. And to put it nicely, yeah. Yes. And the pictures of Matt LaFleur's son like with his arms back, like, hey, this is not me doing yeah, this. I didn't do it. <laughs> and his son's gotta be like seven or eight years old. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. Um Just so many great moments out of the draft. Yeah. Which kind of leads me to talking about what the most surprising picks were. Yeah. Um we ended the last NFL draft uh when we did our NFL draft live um recording we ended the draft with us both down about the packers trading up to mm -hmm. acquire jordan love and yeah. since then the internet has really blown up in kind of the opposite way that shane and i that <laughs> exactly. you, you and i took it which is funny yeah i think it shows how frustrated we've been by the packers exactly. and aaron Rodgers. <laughs> i think that just shows how damaged we are that yes. our immediate first reaction is no he's gonna be a hall of famer you know <laughs> Um, but as I thought about it, and I don't think it's that I've just had my view changed by analyst as I think about it, which I'm going to talk a lot more about this later. I think I have it in a later segment. I'm going to talk about this. Um, yeah, as I look at it now, I'm not scared of the pick as much. Maybe he still does become a great quarterback, but as far as the Packers right now, very questionable pick. 
What um what school did Love come from? Was he Utah? Was it Utah or Utah State? Okay. I think it was Utah State. Oh yeah, small school. Um yeah, to be honest, there's still a part of me and I just think it's cuz we've been burned by the Packers so much in our lifetime, but there's still this small part of me that still feels like Love is going to be awesome and that somehow the situation is going to be harmonious in Green Bay. Hmm. But by all accounts, by everything I've been reading, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. <laughs> and I would be too, yeah. Like, and, and the thing about it is, even if you come to Rodgers and you're like, hey, listen, you're the starter. Love is the backup. We just are wanting you to just, you know, groom him, train him like Favre did to you. I still feel like Rodgers would be like, guys, I'm 35. I'm going to be around. Like, I want to play like Brady. I want to play into my 40s. And you're 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 getting my replacement now? and. Yep. People were pointing out that the way the contracts work with the fifth-year option, the Packers would basically have to de- make a determination on Love by his third year, which means that they would want to actually see him play. You don't want to extend and sign big money to a player who is yeah. a backup. So basically people have been insinuating that if Love isn't starting in, th- in three seasons, then that was a wasted pick. Mm-hmm. Which means that Rodgers' time with Green Bay could be down to his last two seasons, which I will just, I don't even know what I'll do. Yeah, and it seems like it didn't need to be. It seems like the team set the clock, you know? It's just very weird. Um, Now, I can definitely agree that Rodgers was showing some signs of like, you know, he's not not what he was, but he's mm -hmm. still better than most quarterbacks in the league. And... um. I was listening to I was watching ESPN earlier today and they one of the analysts was just pointing out look Rodgers is not happy with just one Super Bowl win and you didn't get him any more um any more help on the offensive side really to boost that offense mm-hmm. and they said Rodgers very well could pull what Brady did like go going elsewhere to win going to yep. a team that is a quarterback away from winning yep um this Which feels is, like that to me. Patriots 2.0. Yep. You fall and, off for a year and never got like the the thing with the Patriots last year. What was the criticism? Brady didn't have enough weapons. Yep. Same with the Packers, right? Devontae yeah. Adams is injured when you don't have him, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So that pick was very surprising. Um, and if real quick, also just spec. And this is really off the top of my mind. I haven't thought deep enough about this but if you think about teams that are basically super bowl ready and a quarterback away i would argue that two of those are in the nfc north being the bears and the vikings depending on how kirk Cousins' season is mm-hmm. and can you imagine rogers going to the bears or the vikings that'd be wild that's a good question would you be okay with that or i don't think i could stomach having him on my team I'll I would get over it. If yeah. It meant, if it, I mean, if obviously, it, like logically, it'd be good, but man, it'd be hard to get over all the years yeah. of hatred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think about. <laughs> I really I want that to happen now, just so we can have that podcast. I I want him to have go on the Bears. Yeah, I'd like I'd love to have a reaction, but <laughs> there's a big part of me that would love for him to just go to the Vikings, just because Favre also went to the Vikings. That would be hilarious. Yeah. 
So um, many fun possibilities. So that that pick was surprising. Um, then yeah. the Packers picked a running back, which like they have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who are like both young running backs that had a pretty successful year last year. And they picked another young running back who's like, and they picked he was like the second running back taken, and he wasn't even that well known. Of wasn't even back. one of the consensus top three running backs. You know, yeah, yeah it was super very weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, very weird. Um, and so that stuck out to me, but the, probably the pick that got me the most that just, after it happened, I just sat there and I just, I was just puzzled the whole, like for several minutes was Jalen hurts to the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, I was just surprised cause Wentz is still young and hurts. Wasn't this his, wasn't he a five year senior? So like. This was, yeah. I mean, he's, so Hertz is old. The age gap isn't that big between the two, yeah. R- right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting, um, and I was very puzzled by that. I know Wentz has had a lot of injury history, um, but the best, and, and it honestly puzzles the analysts too, because the best they've been able to come up with is that the Eagles are going to use him in a Tyson Hill kind of way, where he's, or Taysom Hill, where he's going to be this, like, swiss army knife where he'll he'll go yeah. be running back on a play he'll go be wide receiver on a play or whatever which which i hate by the way i, I do too as I, a, a michigan fan who michigan tried to do that last year a little bit i hate doing that wildcat just stop i i don't mind doing it with certain players like cordero patterson for the bears um so he's he's a wide receiver technically but he does the best with kick returning, and they line him up sometimes to be he, – he, he lines up sometimes in more of a running back scenario, and sometimes he lines up kind of in a tight end-ish scenario. And I like that kind of flexibility with a player like that, where he doesn't necessarily excel at any one position, but he's competent at, all, at several. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing it with quarterbacks is always strange to me. Yeah, and then you're risking injury, obviously. Yep. <laughs> yeah. His last name is Hertz, so <laughs> that's funny. I just looked up their ages. So Jalen Hertz is going to turn twenty-two this summer. Carson Wentz is twenty-seven. Yeah, that's not that big of a yeah. That's not that gap. B- yeah, I thought Hertz actually would have been older, which is surprising. But yeah, but yeah, Carson Wentz isn't old by any means. So okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I may and maybe the only other thing you can draw from this is maybe the Eagles know something about Carson Wentz's health that the public does not know at this point. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, if you really were drafting a quarterback because you think you might need one to play significant time next season with Wentz having an injury history or yeah, whatever hurts seems like the guy you wouldn't take. No, he seems more like a project quarterback or like you said, maybe use him in, kind of differently different offensive systems and schemes he doesn't seem like the guy you draft if you're wanting to have somebody who can start seven games next year um right just a weird pick overall i didn't like it i'm trying to remember too i think oh this was interesting going back to jordan love real quick yeah i heard that apparently the colts had been talking with i don't who did the packers trade up with do we remember uh, they moved up like four spots, I think. Let me see. Yeah. I'll look it up and see if I can. Whoever they traded with, it might have been the Eagles actually, but whoever they traded with, they, um, they, the Colts apparently had been talking to the same team because the Colts really wanted Jordan Love. 
Hmm. And the Packers had the better trade package. And that's why the Colts ended up falling back on uh, Jacob Eason as their quarterback that they drafted. Just interesting. And the Colts is actually another team that Aaron Rodgers could go to. That would be... Oh, I'd hate that. I I know, me too. (laughs) Because I don't like the Colts either. Yeah. Listen, listeners, you might question why Shane and I hate the Colts just because, like, they're an AFC team. Like, what does it matter? But all I'll say, and Shane, maybe you have a different reason, but for me, there's this one individual that both Shane and I knew from college, and for me, he would just badger me and badger me and badger me about the my Chicago teams being horrible, and, like, he'd, like, boo the Blackhawks or the Cubs or whatever, and the thing is, is he is like exclusively a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And I always was so like, why are you like I was making like, fun least, of my NHL team when you don't even have one? Kind yeah, of exactly. I was at least yeah. the Hawks are better than Indiana's NHL team. And, <laughs> right. Um, How's Indiana's Major League Baseball team doing? Because we have two in Chicago. You right. Know, you want you want to borrow one? Right. Yeah. Um, and so he he explained to me once that. Part of the reason it, it, he said he hates the Bears or, and he hates Chicago, and I was like, "Why is that?" And he said, "Because the uh, because the Bears, there's too many Bears fans in Indiana." And he said, "If you're in Indiana, you should be an Indianapolis Colts fan." Okay. And so the first thing in my mind is, I'm like, "Well, why are you why are you telling other people what to cheer for and root for?" Yeah. But moreover. The Indianapolis Colts were located in Baltimore until like the 90s. Pretty so, recently, yeah. <laughs> so there's generations of Bears and probably Detroit Lions fans in Indiana, yeah. m- more so <laughs> than there will than there are Indianapolis Colts fans. So. Yeah. Plus, I mean, nobody says the alternate. Like you're in Chicago and you're a fan of a an Indiana college. Like, what if you were like, do Chicago <laughs> fans around there say, you need to be a Northwestern fan? Why are you a fan of Indiana team? Like, nobody no, else. No, because gets Northwestern that. sucks and everybody understands. <laughs> yeah, nobody else is that weird and defensive about it. Like, maybe if you had more than two major uh, professional teams, you wouldn't have to be so defensive about them. So, yeah. basically, what I'm saying is, I never had anything wrong with the Colts until talking to this person. <laughs> and I was, after that, I was just like, okay, I hate the Colts now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, do you have any last thoughts on the draft or do you want to transfer to a segment for both of us? I think it's a lot of positives, both with what our teams did and the format really fun. I enjoyed the draft a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for cap or no cap. In this segment, Kyle and I will take turns describing the hat or logo of a minor independent league or international baseball team from around the world kyle and i will then keep tally over a 10 episode period loser faces a punishment to be determined by the winner and listeners as a reminder the score right now is one to one we're tied on cap no cap and just to remind everyone since this is still a new segment um cap means that you're lying no cap means that you're telling the truth um so you can think of it almost as a true or false kind of thing. Yeah. It's also kind of funny because I thought about this, that if we think something is not a cap, we say cap. Yeah. But if something is a cap, we say no cap. Yeah, it's backwards. We had to keep up with, <laughs> yeah, use the slang term, but it kind of is opposite for what we're using here. But that's, okay. that's just what makes it interesting. That's right. 
All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you go ahead. Go first. So you're All right. describing the cat first? Yes. All right. All right. All right, Shane. This cap that I am describing to you, uh, I would say, is basically straight fire. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Um, it has really cool color scheme. It has a black bill, a white front to the hat, and then a red back half. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know the classic baseball. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like split. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. The button on the top is yellow. So you have a black, red, and yellow color scheme going on, which I think is really sharp. Um, especially for McDonald's. <laughs> um, McDonald's doesn't have black, though. Have red. Anyway. On the front of the hat is a really, really cool logo. Uh, it's a snake of some sort. It looks... I My guess is it's a viper. Okay. Um, and this viper, the color of this viper, and so he's on the white front. So it's like a white background with this viper, and this viper is dark gray, and it has a tan underbelly, and it's sitting coiled up in what would be the snake's attack mode. It has piercing red eyes, and when I say piercing, they're if you think of like what cat eyes look like, where they're kind of like like the slit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. Okay. Um, and it has, it's showing off its fangs in its mouth. Hmm. Um, and this snake is wearing a red baseball helmet on its head and it's a little cockeyed, um, because, you know, it's funny because baseball helmets don't, aren't made for snakes. (laughs) 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 And, and then in its curled up tail is a wooden bat that it is holding. So basically... Uh, it's a really cool and totally vicious snake hat, and I think I think it's pretty cool. So sounds pretty cool. Shane, cap or no cap? All right, I'm going with my first instinct on this. I'm calling your bluff. I think this is cap. You made this up. Yeah, I did make it up. Yes, another point for Shane. I even I even read this one to Aaron before, and I was like, does this sound like I'm lying or not? <laughs> nice. And she thought it sounded like I was lying. So I actually made changes to it and read you the edited version. So nice. I still didn't do a good enough job. No, that was good. Yeah, la- I, I went back and forth on that. I don't know why. I just had a... An, yeah. My original one included... Um, <laughs> my original description of this included pizza with it. Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> the snake had pizza in its mouth. And Aaron was just like, what? She was like... I, I can picture a hat with a snake, but why would they have pizza in its mouth? I was almost like, I am... the, the more ridiculous ones are almost more realistic because <laughs> there are so many weird logos out there. Yeah. All right. <sighs> I'm such a trusting person that every this segment makes me nervous, but go <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right, Kyle. So this cap, um, I guess... The logo, I'll kind of start with that. It's a close-up picture of a demon's face or a devil. Um, he has purple skin. And I guess it's kind of like a plum complexion, like a deep purple. This demon's biting his lip in a way that's a its a confusing combination of seductive and constipated. Kind of like interesting. It reminds me a little bit of our almond and walnut. Yeah, the from- facial expression is very strange. I don't know what that's trying to convey. There's a drop of some kind of fluid on his face, 
um, like a teardrop, but it's green and it's a weird spot on the side of his cheek. So I don't know if it's supposed to be sweat or maybe tears. I don't know what they're going for with that, but it's kind of like an off-brand Duke Blue Devil was my first thought. Um, whoever designed this image had either a traumatic childhood or access to lots of psychedelic drugs. So Kyle, cap or no cap? I, I'm so afraid I'm going to be wrong on this, but I think that is a real hat. No cap. No cap. That is incorrect. I made that up. So Kyle, you still have one point. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. All right. You worded that really, really well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm better at this maybe, but I need to do this well to make up for 20 questions. I'm getting (laughs) destroyed in 20 questions. (laughs) I, uh, I'm, yeah, this cap or no cap, I've never been good at lying. So it's going (laughs) to, it's going to take me a few times to get it down. Well, so far your last two were both fake. So I want to see once you do one that's real, kind of if I can tell the difference then at that point. You never know. You never know. <laughs> it's funny. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I think we should go ahead and do some hypotheticals. All right, listeners. So... Say hypothetically, we were to have a segment about hypotheticals. In this hypothetical, hypothetical segment, we will hypothetically ask each other hypothetical questions. This could hypothetically range from any sports topic, but also hypothetically include would you rather's amongst other hypothetical questions. Again, this is strictly hypothetical. So Shane, you want to hypothetically ask me a hypothetical question? I would. All right. So let me start with this one. Kyle, hypothetically, which former player from one of your teams, again, any of your the four major or college, I guess, but I was thinking more professional sports, um, which would you bring back to play again this next season? Any former player, and you can say which year that was if you want, or just at, assume that that's at their prime, and then explain, is that because it fits a need, they're the best player, Um that's your favorite player just what's your reason for choosing them i think i think it's just because of having watched episodes of the last dance but my brain is very fresh on basketball and the state of the bulls and the bulls are just they're just not good Mm um um but to to be honest it it, the easy answer is michael jordan the obvious one yeah yeah um but i think as much as i'd like to see michael jordan and I, because I didn't get to watch him when he was on the Bulls, I've only ever seen highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would love to see that just to see him live. Yeah. Um, but I think a player that would be really interesting to see how they fit with the Bulls now, um, and I think would be a huge difference maker and motivator for the other players would be Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. And if you got Derrick Rose back, um, playing the way that he played in 2010, 2011. I think, I think the Bulls would be in a totally different place. I think they'd be a lot more defensively minded. I think they'd be not just chucking up threes, which seems to be what they're doing. I know that fits the anal- the uh, um, saber metrics of the NBA, um, yeah. but I think I don't know. I think Rose would bring in different energy to the Bulls that they are lacking. 
So yeah, that's probably what I, I like would that. say. What about you? Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, mine really just, I won't say much on it, but really quickly, it fits a need and it's a great player. And well, just, yeah, my pick would be Nadamik and Sue for the Lions. Nice. We have a big need at tackle. He was one of the most dominant tackles as far as a D tackle with the ability to rush the passer. And that's a piece that we could, I would really be excited to see as something that dominant on our D line this year, which is a huge position of weakness. And really it between with the lions is either between him and Calvin Johnson. Obviously Calvin Johnson's the better player as far as the way he'll be remembered and go down ranked against others for his position. But there I went with need where a defensive tackle would make a much bigger impact than right. another receiver. Um, would you say that Ndamukong Su would give the Lions a kick in the head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a shot in the arm? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what he's talking about, yeah, look up uh, Ndamukong Su stomp and find some stomp the interesting yard. highlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, that kind of fire on the defense, that might not be bad to have again either. Yeah. But, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes players that do bad things sometimes give – the edge that a team needs. Yeah. So that's my choice. All right, Shane. So here's the last hypothetical hypothetical for the day. Would you rather be promoted? Yay, a promotion to Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> just just you wait to for the job description. To Vincent Wilfork's personal jockstrap scrubber. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd be fired. Terminated. After leading a reigning championship NBA team to an 0-82 season. So you would go winless mm. the year after <laughs> winning the championship. Oh, man. All right. I honestly think there's pros to both. Um, <laughs> there's obviously cons, but the the way you'd be remembered, no one's ever going to forget who you are if you'd go 0-82. I feel like there's a lot, especially after you just won a championship, that team did the year before. I feel like after that, there's a lot of opportunities for speaking engagements. You could write a book. You just kind of own it, and you could really market that into being like the worst coach in NBA <laughs> history. You know, which would be interesting to see. Yeah, what you could do with that. So I think I'm going to go with that. Um, the one thing is, I, I assume being promoted to his jockstrap scrubber means a pay raise over what I do now. And honestly, that sounds like a pretty low stress job. <laughs> you just come in to work, you scrub those jock straps and you clock out. And I feel like that kind of peace of mind would be really nice. Um, so honestly, I would take either of these. Um, wow. That's really, really interesting. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go Owen 82 with the championship. Team. Okay. What about you? Yeah. So I went back and forth on this a lot, actually. Um, I obviously at first you're like, okay, jock personal jock strap, jock strap scrubber. That's like a really humiliating job. Um, the, I guess the benefit would be to say like that you got to work in an NFL locker room and you worked. Yeah. Just say that. Don't say anything else. <laughs> and you were equipment man. You worked specifically for a, like a, an individual player, like being a personal yeah. assistant for that player. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> you can put that on your, on your resume. <laughs> And hope and hope they don't ask more questions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so tell us about uh, your time with Vincent Wolfwar. What were your what were your job job description? Well, I had a really supportive role. <laughs> yeah, strictly supportive. <laughs> really uplifting. <laughs> uh, uh, 
my job was not always protected, but I made sure he, my <laughs> I don't know something about protection. <laughs> yeah, we if we knew we were gonna do this, we should have thought of better puns. But yeah, that's funny. Um, but then thinking about the Owen eighty two, it's interesting because my first thought was my pay to be a head coach of an NBA team would be great, and definitely more than Vincent Wolf's Forks personal jockstrap scrubber. Um, <laughs> you would assume, yeah. I would assume, yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, originally I was, just because of the money, I was like, yeah, I'll just be the head coach. Yeah. But the more I think about it, and I understand what you were saying, that you would never get forgotten, which there's there's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason I am choosing Vincent Wolfork's personal jockstrap scrubber is because in today's culture, being a head coach just for one season and leading a reigning NBA team to a 0-82 and 82 season – Mm-hmm. that year you and for the rest of your life you are going to get endlessly berated on every like media outlet that there is whether it's social yeah. media or mainstream media or like local media or whatever and in almost a worse way there's going to be endless memes and gifs of you that <laughs> that are only going to paint you in a negative negative light you're right. And when That's you think true. about the when basically that led me to think about my family and like you always mm-hmm. hear about some of these players and coaches that are just totally berated by people and you always hear about the damage it causes their family. Like a lot of the coaches yeah. and players they don't really care about it, the criticism to themselves, but it's to their family that they hate and that's that to me is why I would rather choose Vincent Wilfork's personal jockstrap scrubber. Um, that makes a lot of sense that. to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, his jock scrap, jock strap scrubber is not going to be getting any death threats when he goes home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you think Bartman had it bad, imagine being that that coach. Yeah. Oh, for that's sure. A, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been this week's FN hypotheticals. Woo. Okay, we're just blazing through our. Our segments we have here. Um, hopefully, you guys all enjoy these. Uh, kind of a, just a fun way to end each episode. And so we really had a good time during the NFL draft doing a what we've been calling draft days, and we did uh, the Mexican food. So if you want to hear about that, go listen to that episode. I'm gonna go ahead and say that we're we're kind of changing things up a l- just a little bit um, with the way we're going to run draft days. So. First, let me just say this. With the Mexican food draft days, we had 10 selections only, and we each chose five of those 10 selections. Now, the problem, that the, the, the thing that we didn't like about that was that um, basically it kind of took away any factor of wanting to trade back to take certain picks or to trade up to take certain picks or anything like that. So... Um, we are extending it. We have a huge pool. There's going to be a lot of in, uh, a lot of items that are not going to be selected in this draft, but that makes it intriguing in terms of who's left off the, the your team, your roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one piece of it. The other piece is that Shane and I are going to um, part of our trading deal here. If, if we want to conduct a trade with each other is we can go ahead and trade future draft picks because draft days is a segment that will continue throughout 
you know, indefinitely throughout our podcast. And so mm-hmm. if tonight, for example, I want to trade, I, I want to attain an extra first pick or something like that, and I want to trade to Shane um, the first pick from the next draft, that is fine, and we will apply that on the next draft. Yep. So basically anything's in play as a normal draft would be. This time there's just more incentive to either trade up or trade back or trade for future picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll just kind of see how it goes. And again, we may adjust. We'll adjust the segment as we go. We just want to kind of try to add some new twist to yeah. it. Yeah. So today is the tailgating draft days. With the uh, third choice in the 2002 draft, the Detroit Lions suggest select Joey Harrington, quarterback from Oregon. With the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. Things just got interesting. In this segment, we build the best roster we can from a draft class of any topic, sports or not. Debate and discussion will ensue. With today's draft, we will be building our ideal tailgating party. Poll will also be up on social media, so you can vote which roster is better. All right. Uh, so real quick, I'll let me uh, run through the categories, and then as we get to each category, we'll list some of the picks. But we're going to be choosing our ride, the vehicle, um, your setup, the weather, the decor, the fun, and the food. And we'll get into more of what each of those categories mean as we list the um, the. I guess we'll call them the players available in each category. And to be clear, also, we're going to, th- this time around, last time we alternated picks, so like I, Shane picked and Kyle picked, and so on and so forth. This time around, we're going to do a little bit more like a snake draft. And this is because we have six different categories. We don't want, if we alternate, the same person is always going to have the first pick in each category. So basically, whoever has the last pick in a category is going to have the first pick in the next category. So it's kind of like a our own alteration on a snake draft. Um, but that's what that's how we're going to handle uh, this tailgating draft today. Let's go ahead and get started. Do you want me to flip a coin? Please do. You can call it, and we'll start with the first category. So, are right, you call this heads or tails? Heads. All right, flipping. It is tails. Poop. All right, let's first let me introduce yeah, this this category. So the first one is the ride. We're choosing our vehicle that we're going to this tailgate party in. The options listed or the players are conversion van, sports car, golf cart, motorcycle, and RV. All right, Kyle. So right away I'm going to open up trade talks on this because to be honest, this is a category where we have a few players we're equally fine with. Okay. And would you be interested in taking my first overall pick. I no, let's see. Um we'll swap first overall picks okay. and I'll take one of your wild cards. Okay. If you want to swap, let me know what your offer is for the extra pick, but I would swap for swap our first round picks here and just take a low pick or even a future pick, just if you're interested. I am intrigued by the trade talk. But at this time, to be honest with you, I think my wild card might be more valuable. So I'm going to take okay. a pass for now. Sounds good. All right. Um, 
So with the first pick and the tailgating draft days draft, for my ride, I select RV. So tell me a little bit about your pick of the RV. I guess my thought with this is, if I'm picturing like the kind of RV this is, we're not planning to do so much inside. It's nice to have the bathroom there, is my first thought, assuming you have all the hookups and everything. Mm. Um, you have electrical, and if we have an, some kind of awning or something on the side, this is kind of the foundation for where our tailgate's going to take place, is on the side of this RV. So this is kind of a, a cornerstone and what we want to build our tailgate around. Nice. Very nice. Okay. I like that. Well, for me, uh, to be honest, uh, I was a little nervous about um, me and my people. We were a little nervous about what you were going to pick with the first overall pick um, mm-hmm. because we had a definitive choice here that we wanted to go with. Um, Interesting. And so we we were actually, when I said we were intrigued by the trade option, we were very intrigued because we wanted to make sure we landed this pick. Unfortunately, our risk reward paid off because our pick is still up there on the board. And nice. for us, the second pick of the tailgating draft days is the conversion van. Mm, now, solid. I personally grew up with a conversion van, and you can fit tons of stuff in there. And mm. what I mainly think about with this is, frankly, just space for hauling stuff, um, including fans. So you can haul in mm. in more of the trunk space. You can haul all of the different supplies you're going to need. And in the middle, you can pack as many people as you possibly can into this van you would have similar advantages with an rv as well um but the conversion van uh to me i guess was just more i guess more of a practical pick because (laughs) to be honest it's cheaper than an rv um but uh money money is not necessarily a factor necessarily in this draft but um practicality maybe yeah, I just like the practicality of the conversion van, and I also feel like it's kind of a staple at tailgating parties many times, is seeing the conversion yep. van there. So Classic, I, for sure. I will comment, yeah. I know I said this was definitive, but we did we we at one point considered golf cart. And let me just explain that mm-hmm. real quick. The one reason golf cart was in play was because if you are riding in a golf cart and most likely means that you know someone close to the team or to the stadium and that you probably could get special access, which would be (laughs) not really dealing with the tailgate. It'd be kind of an outside the box reason, but that we were, it's an X factor. I like, uh, yeah, we were potentially intrigued by the golf cart. Interesting. All right, cool. So we've got our rides. Um, Next category, the setup. So you'll be picking first on this one, right? That's correct. Do you want to run through our options here? Yeah, so the setup. So this is kind of what your you have your ride, how you're getting to the tailgate, and then this is what you will have at the tailgate, where people are going to sit, what kind of things you'll have there. So the choices are lawn chair, beanbag chair, sofa, folding tables, TV trays, portable TV, radio, charcoal grill, or propane grill. All right. So, with the first pick in the setup category of the tailgating draft days, I have to think about this. <laughs> um, no pressure. Kyle selects a propane grill. Interesting. Now, all right. Let me let me walk you through this. Talking about practicality here. Um, practically, for me, I have not grilled often on a charcoal grill, <laughs> so I have little experience Mm. with that but even more so i know that charcoal grills can be messy 
and having to put that charcoal girl back into your vehicle would be a very large annoyance and Mm. you can't really have a you can't really have a tailgate without a grill because how are you going to cook your food so i felt like taking a grill was very important right up front so a propane grill is what we're going with um so and, and propane grill is general enough it could be a smaller more portable version or it mm-hmm. could be just you know more of a full-size propane grill but either way we could fit that into our conversion van so i'm that is why i chose propane grill for the first piece of my setup nice so here let me kind of run through some possibilities of what could happen just to make this draft even more exciting and this is what i think is going to be fun so you just select a propane grill the only other grill left on the board is a charcoal grill so just hypothetically, if I don't take a grill, you could take the charcoal grill second and put me in a situation where I have no grill at my tailgate. That's correct. You're handicapping your team because you have multiple grills, but that's where the strategy comes into play, where it's like this with a lot of things. There might be only two types of um, a specific item, and now how do I follow that up? Do I need to take a grill? Or am I going to just hope you don't take it? A lot of this, like the NFL draft, is trying to read your your opponents and call their bluff. Yep. So and, and just kind of my thought process and wanted to share kind of what could happen in this draft. And sorry, real quick, fans, we've been we, – listeners, we've been doing a really bad job introducing this. So real quick, just so everyone knows, so we're doing 13 picks this time. It's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But basically there are six categories – in the ride category, we felt like we only needed to select one because you only need one thing to drive to a tailgate in. Then the rest of the categories, we're each selecting two, and that will bring us to the number 11. And then the last two picks will be wild cards. So whatever's left on the board at that time is open for us to select, and it, it could fit into any category. So just so everyone mm-hmm. knows, that's the deal there. So Shane, what is your pick in the setup category? My pick is the portable TV. Okay. <laughs> and like I just mentioned, I'm leaving a, a grill. <laughs> right now my, my tailgate is grillless. Um, but we thought that the portable TV was the best value pick in this round. Um, we're thinking here whether our vans have, with it being an RV, has a TV in there already. I'm just going to treat this like it doesn't. Um because I'm not going to assume that. And a TV, we think, is an essential part of a tailgate. Assume it. We don't know our situation, if we're going to the game or not. Even if we are, we'd like to be able to watch. If this is a college football game, we can watch ESPN game day. Whatever it is we want to watch pregame, we're going to watch highlights of other games. We thought that this was just going to be a central key ingredient to what I picture my tailgate being. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So then you're back on the clock with your second pick for the setup yeah so um again kind of what you brought up as kind of the conundrum with you know the form of entertainment you chose the tv the radio is still on the board um there's part of me that feels like i should go that way there's a part of me that feels like i should screw you over and take the charcoal grill i'm kind of (laughs) then i'll take the radio (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of in, in both places but and this seems this seems strange, but I'm this so far this tailgating I've been going with has been uh, the move has been practical. And if I'm going with practical, mm. the fifth pick of the tailgating draft days 
Kyle selects folding tables. Now let me talk to you about why this makes sense. Since the setup, there's frankly limited options for just a lot of these things. Um, and we only have two picks. Uh, I felt like what was important was to have a place to set the food. Um, I mm. love food and I like to have quite the smorgasbord whenever possible. So having a few folding tables out to place all the food, whether I it, it needs to be cooked on the grill or if it's been already pre-made or whatever, I feel like that's an essential piece that I need. Kind of also a way to kind of show off how great your tailgating is. So I'm foregoing the radio um, because I am... I'm trusting that uh, you know we have phones, we'll get updates on the game, and that really this is a more of a social outing for us. Whoever is at my tailgate, mm-hmm. it's time to just kind of hang out together. And yes, we're cheering for the team and following the game, but we're even if we don't have the uh, broadcast at our disposal, we are still um, the focus is more of our our time together as opposed to uh, the outcome of the game. Oh, I know. It's so sweet. yeah, that's <laughs> no, you know, that's definitely speaks to like your team philosophy and what you want to get out of this draft. That's right. Are you entertainment focused, food focused? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right now it looks like you're very like community gathering space focused, which is, yeah, I am a teacher. What you're trying so. to build. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we do have a blackboard coming up. <laughs> yeah. OK. So that puts me back on the clock for my second pick in the setup. And. Part of me wants to be very brave and just bypass this and think I can pick it up later. I don't want to leave that possibility, though, to get screwed on this. So I'm going to go ahead and take charcoal grill. Oh, Um, there you go. Just for the reasons you talked about. You need a grill. I don't want to take a chance of that being off the board later. Um, If you want to yeah, take that just so I can't have it. So I'm taking this. I'll come back. And there's some other things I might want to get in this round with my wild cards. So there you go. We are out of this round. All right, so Shane, because you picked last in the setup, you get to pick first in the next category, which is the weather. So Mm -hmm. listeners, these are all things that you may need, um, rain or shine, being outside during the tailgate. So Shane, why don't you run through the list and give us your pick? All right, so here are the possibilities. Poncho, knit hat, hoodie, sunscreen, sunglasses, Gloves, umbrella, space heater, hand warmers, scarf, and winter jacket. And like you said, there's it's interesting here. You have some cold weather items. You have um, other things like sunscreen and sunglasses. So there's also real quick. It continued yeah. on to the next page. Raincoat, oh. raincoat, and awning oh, or yeah. tent. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't even see those. So yeah, that's on to the next page. So. Well, now I know exactly what I'm picking. <laughs> I figured. The, I, I figured. I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I want to be okay, fair. Okay. Well, I had mentioned with an RV, my picture was having like a canopy on the side of it. Now that I see this is here, I need to make sure I have that <laughs> canopy. I'm going to take awning, and this is going on the side of my RV. Very nice. Um, my thought is that this kind of protects rain and sun, um, so it's kind of a multi-use it kind of ties the whole thing together as far as kind of giving a place to gather underneath there. We just really like the the overall package that the awning brings. So that's our pick there. Very nice. Well, uh, as you mentioned, 
Um, I'm very community minded in my drafting so far. I picked a van that can haul a lot of people and a lot of food. I picked mm-hmm. um, an efficient grill and folding tables to put out my spread for my people that'll be there. Um, so to kind of continue with this theme, um, you know, we're p- probably planning on attending a lot of these tailgatings. You know, it's in the fall. We're in the Midwest. It's going to be you'll have some warm days, but a lot of it's going to be cold um, and potentially wet. So we uh, with our next draft pick here in the tailgate tailgating draft days, we are going to select ponchos because ponchos mm. are cheap. They get the job done. I can buy them in mass and pass them out to my the people who are attending our tailgate and i just feel like it's a very helpful way to help people stay um stay safe in the in the cold and the rain nice very good you're a very thoughtful tailgate (laughs) thank you (laughs) that's good all right well i'm gonna go with my next pick right now because i i immediately know what i want and i was afraid you would take this so i'm glad it's still on the board i'm going space heater nice um well you with this let me just say your your tailgate you are on like a different level financially than me like <laughs> you've got an rv a tent a space heater and a portable tv all <laughs> like yeah anyway go ahead <laughs> i'm kind of envisioning a michigan football tailgate which is very much like a high class fancy is ann arbor kind of, pretty yuppie yeah, yeah okay. it is it's it's a very this is the most pretentious tailgate of all time it's kind of what i was going for so <laughs> Our tailgate is better than yours, and we know it kind of attitude. Gotcha. So we're going space heater because we know we have the – with the RV, we're confident that we have the power source to be able to hook everything up. I mean, that's assumed if you get the space heater, but just thinking practically. And we already took care of our needs with shade and with rain with our pick of the awning. So now we're going to take care of the cold weather and get a space heater. Very nice. All right. With my next pick in the weather category, um, again, thinking about – people that are there um trying to make this the most accommodating one you can go to we also feel like we're going to need some heat during this so we're going to go with hand warmers another thing that is very practical that you can buy in mass you can pass out to people uh keeps your hands warm and the keeping your hands warmer is especially important because you're handling food in your hands and then also um we'll get to the fun category later but games you might be playing you're going to want your hands warm uh, so you can mm. participate in those games. One thing, too, which it depends what kind of, obviously, tailgate you're trying to build and what the point is. Yours is a lot more of a portable tailgate, meaning if you're planning to go to the game after or you're going to be walking a lot, being able to take your hand warmers and poncho with you as opposed to the awning and space heater where once you leave that or put it away, you have nothing while you're walking. <laughs> that's another X factor. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for uplifting my, my pick. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah. All right, cool. So are we done with we're done with this round, right? That's correct. So we're moving on to the decor. So the day right, so with the first pick, why don't you go ahead and yeah, introduce this category? Yeah, so the decor is going to be the different things you you would want. It's most likely gonna be like team memorabilia kind of things that can show your fandom, display it to all the other tailgaters that are there. So what we have here is a flag, a team tablecloth, team Platware, so like your all your plates and silverware and everything and cups are all team uh, oriented there. Uh, team grilling tools, 
uh, which I believe are called sportulas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jersey, you, a jersey for yourself, like you're wearing a jersey, a team baseball cap, or sports koozies. Yeah. So for me, uh, with this first pick, this is a very easy pick, especially thinking about myself personally. Uh, I'm going to take away from the community for a second and just think about me. <laughs> there you go. And I'm gonna <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to go with the team baseball cap. Now, the reason for this is very simple. I am bald, and I think I look <laughs> a lot better with a hat on. <laughs> um, I love wearing hats anyway, so this would be very important to me. And also, um, with the weather being anything, it could be sunny, it could be rainy, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is, a hat is always a a helpful thing to be wearing. It can kind of cover up, um, protect your face from the rain. It can protect your face from the sun. Uh, you can flip it around and protect your neck. Either way, it is a mm-hmm. it is a helpful thing, and you like to represent your team in that way. So that I'm choosing the team baseball cap. Very nice. All right. Well, along that line, I'm going to take a similar pick, but I'm going to go with the jersey. Nice. Um, similar reasons, like you said. If I'm at a tailgate, I want to represent my team, and obviously that's the whole point of this category. But being able to, whether I go to the game afterwards or I'm just hanging out with people in a parking lot somewhere, being able to represent the specific team that I'm there to support is, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that with the jersey. So this next pick, the third pick in the decor portion, um, I'm offering that to you. And in return, I would take the fourth pick in the decor um, section, and I would then take the first pick in the fun section. So then... Are we just switching picks in the fun section, or you'll have three of the four in fun? Yeah, we're switching the order of the picks. So ba- Okay, so we're just switching pick order, but we both have the same number of picks. Yes, yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to be left with one pick in the fun section, because that's a really good, yeah. a really fun section. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I like that, actually. All right. So I would pick this next pick. Yep. You would finish the category, and, and you would the fun. start fun. Yep. Let's do it. Okay deal all right hands have been shaken our first trade and i don't know which direction you were going so that was why i wasn't sure i was going to take this but i do have something i want to make sure i get okay so we thought about going team platware we really like that nice and i feel like that might be where you go next but just in case the one we like the best i'm going to make sure we get now and that's a flag um I'm not sure. This might have been one of those moves where people look back on the draft and say, why did you trade up? He wasn't going to take that anyway. We wanted to make sure we got our guy. And with us having an RV, one of the tallest vehicles in the category, we wanted to make sure we took advantage of that height and we're taking a flag for the top of the RV. Well, just to be honest with you, I I know usually these things aren't revealed until after the draft, but we were very heavily wanting the flag as the next option um really but but we were part of the reason we traded back was because we saw another option that we're Mm. willing to settle for that i think fits our team philosophy and so with that we are selecting sports koozies Mm. interesting yeah um because um whatever cold beverage that we have at our tailgate here this way you can look um, like you're a fan and um, mm-hmm. it's especially like if you're you know if like my aunt comes who doesn't really care but is there for the social aspect she can have this so she looks like she's supposed to be there 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, again, sports koozies, not super expensive. I could buy several of them, pass them out to my friends and family that are there. So again, thinking about the community aspect of our team, um, that is why we're going with sports koozies. Nice. All right. Very good. So that moves us on to the fun. So yeah. the fun. And you'll be starting in this category because of the trade. Yes, that's correct. So the fun category, um, the selections, th- these are basically activities you would do while you're tailgating other than like eating or um, following the game. So the, ca- the options are cornhole, spike ball, ladder ball, beer pong, football, as in a football, mm-hmm. um, a glove and a baseball, a frisbee a soccer ball, or a putting green. Hmm. So with this first pick, and we feel very strongly about this, we are going to take, and you might be guessing this already, cornhole. Nice. I feel like, that's I feel like that's a staple. You can't have a, you can't have a, a uh, tailgate without cornhole. Um, so mm-hmm. cornhole is definitely what we are wanting for this first pick, and that is why we made the trade for that. Nice. Yep. All right, cornhole. Very good. Pick is recorded. It's a classic game. It, it's slow-paced. Everyone can hold their food and their drink while they're doing it and take turns eating when it's not your turn. It's, it requires teams. Um, it really mm-hmm. fits in, again, to our kind of theme of community. And it doesn't require the same skill that some of these others do. Right. To where, you, like you said, if you have your aunt there, you know, she may play cornhole and not play spike ball. Yeah. Here, throw <laughs> yeah. this beanbag at this board. Yeah, right. Good pick. All right, so there are two here. I think there's there's a very clear three best options in this draft for me. Okay. You just took one of them. I'm really torn between these next two. All right. And I'm not going to say the one I don't take because I'm hoping it's still there on the board, even though I don't want to give that away. Okay. Um, <laughs> my next pick is the football. All right. And once I go, th- I'll kind of spend more time explaining why I chose this over the other option once I see if that other option is still there and figure that out. Um, but football is a classic part of a tailgate. Again, I'm kind of assuming this is a, fo- a tailgate for a football game. But even if it's not, um, the first tailgate I ever went to, we played catch with like a Nerf football. Um, just a classic tailgate fun option. That is a great option. And I, I'm very intrigued to find out what your second pick is. Um, but for, for our, our next pick in the fun category, we feel like we also need um, – well, no, let me let me think about this for a second. Let me talk with my GM and my scouting mm-hmm. team. One, one moment, please. Okay. After, after consulting with them, um, mm-hmm. I think the direction we're going to go – for our second pick in the fun category. And this may surprise you, but we are selecting the putting green. Wow. Interesting. Now the putting green, the reason this is a helpful thing is again, thinking about, you mentioned skill level and whether you're tiger woods or, um, tiger cub woods. (laughs) Um, whether you're good at golf or not, there you putt go. <laughs> putt, doing a little putt putt is easy to do. Everyone's yeah. gone mini golfing before, and bringing a little putting green is—I mean, it's essentially mini golf. If we're if we're being all 
serious about this. So yeah. um, it's something easy that you can bring. Um, I didn't make this clear, but I'm assuming the putting green means you're also bringing at least one putter and one golf ball. So you can actually. Yeah, it's a set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just the green. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is something you kind of you know, almost get into competition with your friends, uh, just kind of seeing how many of holes and ones you can sink and things like that. So uh, we felt like kind of, g- again, going with community, a putting green fit well for this, uh, for us with the fun category. Very nice. All right, here let me kind of explain where I'm torn on this. I Our first, like I said, we had those three we really liked cornhole football and the third was frisbee now i'm stuck here because i have a football so i have a throwing item and i really want to take frisbee i think it's the best available at this point but you have two games that are like stationary structure kind of games Hmm. and that would leave me with two throwing games which is fine but i'm trying to kind of build like a an atmosphere you know lots of things to um like kind of build a look for my tailgate and having something like a putting green or a cornhole looks more impressive as a standing structure. So that's what hurts me on this. I'm going to take Frisbee. Wow. Again, think it's the best available at this point. I almost picked this over football. Um, even though, obviously, I'm not a golf fan, I really like putting green there. Um, and that's why it pains me to have to have, yeah, two stationary – or, like, two items you just throw um, – the other concern is with Frisbee, it almost requires a little higher skill level than the football in some ways. And if we have other tailgates nearby, we might be chasing it a lot. Um, so there were some concerns, but just me speaking personally, a Frisbee is one of the most fun tailgate, tailgate items. And so that's what we're going with. I'm, uh, I'm surprised because as an RV owner, I figured you'd be having something more along the lines of beer pong or spike ball. Or even right. the putting green. All those are more yuppie items on this list. Yeah, like yacht clubs. <laughs> yeah, and that is kind of the thought. Is That's kind of the, the feel I'm going for. And so um, that may be some, a need we have to address in our wild mm-hmm. card picks. Yep. All right. So, Shane, you were the last pick in the fun category, which leads us to the last category, which is the food category. So go ahead. All right. All right. So here are the options for food. We've got a lot here. Hamburgers, bratwursts, hot dogs, skewers, wings, pizza, nacho dip, buffalo chicken dip, chips and salsa, potato chips, fruit spread, veggie spread, beer, pop, mixers. All right, so we have a lot here. Um, And again, we just have two picks on this one again, too, right? Yes. All right. So I'm starting this off. A lot of oh, directions you wait, can go. Hold on a second. I'm getting a notification from the commissioner. He's saying that this this category needs to be extended to three picks. Three picks from the food category. Good call, commissioner. Yep. Breaking yeah, news. Like All right. Sounds good. So this is a yeah groundbreaking first draft ever <laughs> with three picks in the food category. All right. So with that in mind, maybe that changes draft strategy a little bit too. So we're going to go. We do already have our grill. We have a charcoal grill, so I'm looking mm-hmm. for a grill item. Mm-hmm. Um, so pizza. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're going to start, and again, we know this is maybe not a majority c- crowd pleaser. We don't know if there's kids here who may not like the selection, but with that extra pick now in the food category being announced, um, we're confident that we can find a more um, 
kind of basic item later on, we're going to start with my favorite option on this list and go bratwursts mm, yeah, with a our good first option. pick. Um, because we do have the grill, we're going to take advantage of that uh, of that earlier selection, and we felt this was a great chance to do that. So bratwurst is my first, first food item. Very nice. Well, for me, um, especially after the commissioner so graciously extending this to three picks, um, mm-hmm. my focus went to the beverages now this is largely because one of my decor items is sports koozies and i would be a horrible Mm. host if i provided sports koozies but no (laughs) drink for them to be around so yeah hold your hamburger in the (laughs) sports koozie yeah be like a hot pocket (laughs) right (laughs) so for me um even though i'm community based and would like to think about the children and offer a non-alcoholic option like pop um there's nothing much more satisfying on a crisp or even rainy or even warm fall day than mm. an ice cold beer. So Wow, we, that's where I thought about going first pick. That's a good pick. We're selecting beer with our first pick in the food category that will <sighs> fill our sports koozies. That's the first one that really hurts me as far as where I was going to go next pick. There's been some where I liked your pick, but that's the first one where I was going to take it next. Really? You, uh, well, I thought I did that to you with cornhole, but maybe not. You did. I wasn't sure which one of those, whether it was going to be cornhole or like putting green or ladder ball. Uh-huh. There were a few options there, but this is the first one where there's an exact specific one I wanted next. All right. Uh, okay. So you select beer. So yes, I've highlighted that. Um, so that puts me at one food and you at a beverage. So now I'm feeling a little pressure to go with a beverage, um, but I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. Like I said, I selected I mean, bratwurst. You, you don't have sports koozies, so you don't have to feel that pressure. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do want to have some drink, but you're right. I don't have the pressure to maybe even have a specific one. Um, okay, my next pick, I selected bratwursts, which is yeah, a strong, like a protein, a main, uh, like a main course meat that we're gonna have. So we're gonna go something a little carb heavy on the next one. We're selecting. Pizza. Ooh. We All really right. wanted to go, and I'm, I'll am i say this because I don't know that we're going to take this next pick anymore. Um, we really strongly considered going wings here. Mm. But our thought process was we didn't select team platware earlier, and I'm not sure if we want to go back and get that. So with wings being a messier food and us not having any napkins or a tablecloth, we wanted to stay away from that at this point. Okay. And we figure pizza is something that's, commonly liked enough that if somebody doesn't like bratwursts you should be able to find what you want in the pizza so that's our second pick in the food category all right well this is interesting because i feel like i feel a little bit like you've shown your hand a little bit and that you are most likely selecting a drink next um maybe 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 i'm gonna get it in the wild maybe you will maybe you will um but that is why I first want to select um, something that I feel would be just, it, it's easy, it's practical for playing the putting green or the cornhole or just talking with your friends. It's easy to grab and go. And um, I guess the best way to describe it is I bet you just can't have one. And mm. that would be the potato chips. 
Interesting. And the other thing about potato chips is this is not necessarily specific. It doesn't say that they are original potato chips. It could vary in flavors that you're offering, whether it's barbecue, sour cream, and onion. You could go more of a mm-hmm. ruffle, ruffles route, not a sponsor. Um, but Or you could go with one of those, you know, they have like unique Lay's flavors they're always coming out with, also not a sponsor. Yeah, or just do some, do some kind of party pack where you get multiple small individual pet yep. chips. Kind of look like whatever you want. There's a lot of flexibility. But there. I felt like this was a a very easy option, an easy thing for you to just kind of munch on, grab a handful of them, or throw them on your plate or in your cup, or throw them in your empty koozie if you finish with your beer, and carry them <laughs> with you over nice. to the cornhole game. Yeah, that's a good pick. Very yeah, practical as far as, like I even mentioned earlier, you're kind of building a tailgate that's meant to be able to be kind of mobile. You're on the go one, with kind of your, your weather choices. So that kind of reinforces that flexibility. One that I could have like realistically pretty soon. Unless, do you have an RV that I'm unaware of? <laughs> I don't. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to plug our Patreon right now, that'd be a good time. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That's true. It'll be down um, in the I mean, description. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, obviously the budget here is yeah unlimited as far as you can choose whatever you want. Right, There's not right, a right, right. salary cap, which that'd be interesting. Maybe sometime we'll do that. Oh, boy. Give like a dollar amount to each thing or something. Um, but yeah, again, that's getting ahead of myself. <laughs> There's a lot of ways we could go with this. Um, but as far as just you know, how realistic they are, yours is yeah more attainable, I think. All right. Yeah. So what is your third okay. pick in the food category? I know you want that veggie tray. I really uh, thought about <laughs> it. I almost traded up to get it. No. Um, this one I'm going to take. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be upset. I'm going to take this partly because I don't think you'll take this, actually. I'm kind of surprised you didn't. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take chips and salsa All right. next. And I know you said earlier that that's like your favorite, one of your favorite uh-huh. game snacks. And I know that maybe that's a distinction with if you're at home watching versus if you're at a tailgate. Uh-huh. At a tailgate, it's harder to stand around the the salsa and just stand there and dip. Uh-huh. So that's probably where what you were thinking on that. Um, it's exactly but, what I was thinking on that. Okay. Yeah, mine, even though I don't have a table to put it on, which may be a, <laughs> a problem. Yeah, um, I think TV trays are still available in the setup. It is still available, yeah. And I have some plans to address a need later maybe. But, um, yeah, we went with chips and salsa. We were kind of missing a crunch. We had the bratwurst and the pizza that adds an extra texture to our, our food, something that's more of a snack food um, to kind of eat just before and after. And, uh yeah. With chips and salsa. Very nice, very nice. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, my my other concern with chips and salsa is double dipping. You're always going to have mm-hmm. that one person that's going to do that, and yeah, especially right. during a time like that we're in right now with the coronavirus. Oh, you're um, right. <laughs> yeah, not not a good move. Um, hmm. but we're assuming that would be over by the time we're having this tailgate. Yeah, I'm assuming if there's. No, like by the time sports are back, right? You'd be tailed, you know. Yeah. All right. So this next pick is probably going to be surprising to you, um, but I feel strongly about this. I do care about the kids, so we're going to select pop with our next pick. Oh man, <laughs> you are cutting me off on my beverages. That's right. Okay. Your your party's wow. going to have nothing but water and strange mixer. <laughs> 
Just mixers with your water. That's right. Yeah. All right. So interesting. So okay, we're we're gonna make sure we park our conversion van near a porta potty because we're gonna be having mainly beer and pop. Yeah, you're fluid heavy. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, maybe there'll be a little public urination. But either either way, it'll be a good time, and that way, even the kid the kiddies can use their sports koozies. Nice. Good point. Yeah. All right, it is now time for the wild card round. Shane and I each have two picks from any category to, that we we can select anything from any category with these mm-hmm. two picks. So, with my first pick in the wild card round, we are going to select the radio. Now, I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, I like the mm-hmm. idea of it being a social gathering, people talking. Um, but I am a big sports fan, and I, I do want to hear the broadcast. I want to hear, in, in the very least, to be in the background. Um, it'd be I'd be ashamed to not hear them shout touchdown or home run or wherever we whatever we're doing, um, whatever sport we're tailgating at. It would be kind of a shame to miss out on that. Getting the notifications on your phone is just not the same. So I felt mm-hmm. the radio is an important direction to go to really bring this tailgate to the next level. Nice. I like that. All right. My first wild card pick, we're selecting Oh man. It's a couple different ways I could go. I'm going to select TV trays. You need you need that placement area. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we we needed that because you already took the folding tables, one of our foods already, pizza even kind of, because you need a place to lay that out. Yep. But one of our foods with the chips and salsa is very dependent on a central location for the salsa. Yep. And we didn't want to be left stranded with our salsa on the ground <laughs> trying to figure out how we're going to do that. Um, so we want folding <laughs> Or you have tables. like a designated bowl holder. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's your shift. Ten minutes with the bowl and you just stand there with it. Yeah. When I was looking, we don't even have like... If we had the cornhole, maybe we just set the salsa on the corner of the cornhole. But, like, we didn't have anything that could work for that. Yeah. The charcoal grill, maybe. But we need the grill for the bratwurst now. And you don't want That was my thought is yeah. maybe the grill could substitute as the folding tables if we don't pick any grill items. Right. But, yeah, we need the grill now. So, yeah, we wanted to go ahead and grab this while it was still on the board. All right. I'm really happy with the way I played this draft. I'm really happy with what I have left to um for this last wild card pick um really the main thing missing at this point is a main dish for our meal yep and um to because we have our propane grill i'm really really happy that hamburgers are left um Mm. hamburgers at one point we considered to be our top pick on the food category but we decided to be a little strategic with this knowing the wild card round would come up um, so with the with Kyle's final pick in the uh, tailgating draft days, he selects hamburgers. Very and nice. the, the thing about hamburgers that's nice is again, there's a lot of variety there with cheese and um, different toppings you can put on that, including different condiments. We have the folding table, so there's plenty of space to th- put out a spread of condiments uh, that uh, you could mm-hmm. put on um, and, and other toppings and. Um, 
the thing about burgers too, uh, I mean, similar with bratwurst and pizza as you chose, but it, they are very portable things. Uh, you could easily take a burger if you wanted to bypass the plates that we have, the paper plates, because we didn't get the team platware. We just have like plain plates, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You could easily just hold a burger in your hand and chomp on it while you're throwing uh, throwing bags at cornhole. So the burger mm-hmm. was obviously our was our last choice. Or, or sorry, it was like our first choice in food, but it's our final choice in this draft. Final pick. And that's a good way. You talked about um, the Bears kind of staying where they were at and still getting the guy they wanted in the draft. Yep. Well, you've pulled that off too. You stayed where you wanted and still came back and got your guy. Um, Very so that's nice. good. Um, so we're going to go back and select something. Um, I mean, obviously, pressure's on. This is, I guess, what they call Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. <laughs> um, but this is a need we still had. Uh, we just took TV trays with our first wild card. Uh, so I thought about with wild card going back and getting like a spike ball or some kind of mm-hmm. sports thing. Mm-hmm. But we really felt like we were or, since or we a beverage. Went so yeah, since <laughs> we went so solid food heavy in our foods, we needed to go back and solidify the setup for our food. So we went ahead and took TV trays already with our first wild card. Now we're gonna take lawn chairs with our second All wild right. card. Um, we thought about going sofa actually but the thought was we're already very um i don't know kind of with the rv kind of very stationary and the lawn chairs give us a little bit more options to kind of move those where we wanted and since we do have folding or the tv trays we'd like to be able to kind of move those along with the folding chairs to kind of create whatever we need to do very nice um so all right that gives us our our seat well shane's party i hope you like water yeah yeah sorry guys we only had so many picks yeah and Um, you did you did i would have went back and got pop in the wild card um but with that being gone we didn't think mixers was worth the pick for all our uh for all our other shane and i are midwesterners so for everyone that is listening that's not from the midwest it could also be called soda or coke um yeah so there you go um so this has been our tailgating draft days again the our rosters will be posted in a poll on social media, so please go on and vote when once the, the, uh, this episode is posted to voice your opinion on which roster is better. So it's time to find the silver lining. All right, so Kyle, as we close, do you have anything positive or uplifting to share this week, or are you just a human black hole void of any emotion other than anger? Yeah, um, I do have a silver lining. Um, really, it, it could have been the Bears draft because I was pretty pleased with that, but really for me, mm-hmm. it's it's more of a personal thing, not really with sports. Um, and I'm... I'm so so back in February, I was found out that my job, the future of my job was in question. I'm a teacher. Uh, if anyone out there is familiar with the process of teacher hiring and things like that, usually until you're tenured, which I am not, you're often at risk for being pink slipped or um, some form of laid off um, just to make sure that they have the right numbers of students that match with the right numbers of teachers and so anyway, it brought a lot of stress to me. And uh, anyway, I'm happy to announce that I found out just this just a few days ago 
that I will be returning to my same position at the same school, nice. teaching the same students. So I'm very excited to be back. Um, I was going to be the fre- uh, freshman head baseball coach at this school, uh, but that season was suspended because of COVID-19. So I'm excited to be able to do that next spring. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just It's just been a big load off my back, um, and I'm just very... I'm just very happy to have a job to have job security in a time in which so employment is so uncertain for so many people. I feel very Mm -hmm. blessed, very fortunate. And that is my silver lining. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really happy to hear that too. Cause we had talked about that. So yeah, thank you. Because people aren't donating on Patreon. That's the problem. Thanks a lot guys. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids need to eat. We should have a whole frustration episode just on why people aren't giving money to us on patreon <laughs> yeah like how some churches have the the giving sermon yes, we're yes. gonna do that on our, this is the call to action podcast that's right <laughs> all right cool yeah that's good um so with sports being on hiatus like obviously everyone knows at this point um i found lots of great movies and shows to watch not even necessarily sports related obviously last dance which we'll talk about next episode um but i actually just watch Waco on Netflix, a TV show, which I highly recommend. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway uh, through that. Yeah, very good. Yep. And knowing the story already and everything, I was happy with the way they portrayed it. I wasn't sure, um, yeah, if they were going to show both sides fairly, kind of. You know, I won't get too political. But David Crush is like a hero that. of yours, isn't he? Yeah, personal <laughs> hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, highly recommend that. Netflix original movie Extraction with Chris Hemsworth was surprisingly good. Um, I know it's highly rated. It's one of the most popular ones on Netflix right now, but didn't have high hopes going into it. Really liked that. I'm finishing a show right now called Outer Banks, which I would also highly recommend. And it's teenagers looking for a shipwreck and treasure. And I just love those kind of movies. Um, this is a little older now already, which is crazy. But Tiger King was super entertaining. Love Tiger that. King. <laughs> so there's just so much fun entertainment out there between Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, everything else, um, which I'm thankful for. A lot of good content. Well, listeners, this has been an overly positive episode, but usually this is where we would say that's what we're frustrated about today. What about you? Share your frustrations with us or about us at Real FM Podcast on social media or nationoffrustration at gmail.com or go voice your frustrations and leave us a review. And if you're frustrated that this episode is over because you want to hear more, be sure to look for new episodes every Thursday everywhere you can get podcasts and be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do or you just want to enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. Even $1, also known as a 430 millionth of Mike Trout's massive contract, makes a big difference for us. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate.